Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Customs Law. My name is Jack. I am your host. So today we're going to talk about solo traveling, specifically addressing three top concerns that I googled this morning that people have that hold them back from solo traveling. And then, yeah, I will share how I approach those fears and my advice on that. Yeah, I'm a very big advocate for solo traveling because I feel like solo traveling is the best way to travel with the caveat that maybe you're meeting up with a friend who's a local in the area. But even if you're not, solo traveling is really fun because you get to do whatever you want. You don't have to consider other people, other people's schedules, their budgets, what they like, what they dislike, what they're comfortable with. Solo traveling is the one opportunity for you to really just be selfish a little bit. Just think about yourself. And as someone who I pride myself, I like to think that I am a very considerate person. Sometimes I find that when I'm traveling with another person or in a group, I maybe put my wants uh, on the back burner. I don't get to do as much as I would want to do in the country just because I'm thinking more about other people and what they want to do first. So that's why I really like solo traveling because it is my time to do what I want. But for you, you will need to make the decision for yourself if you like solo traveling. And if you've never done it before, then I recommend giving it a try. You don't have to go do a whole gap year abroad by yourself, but you could take a small day trip by yourself, see how you like it, just like to a nearby city. That's a good way to get started. Yeah, don't feel like you have to jump into the deep end with anything regarding travel, especially not solo traveling. My first solo trip was domestic. It was to Chicago. And then I didn't solo travel for a couple more years after that until I went to Japan, Tokyo, Japan, which was my first international solo trip. So, so we've come a long way since then. But anyways, let's get right into it. So concern number one that a lot of people have with solo travel is safety. That is a very real concern. And I'm not sure if anybody can tell from my voice, but I identify as female. I am a female. So I do still solo travel as a female. I'm also not a very large female. I don't think everybody could take me in a fight, but I think a lot of people disagree with that statement. So anyways, my point being is that even if you are not this big macho man, no matter what you identify as, you do deserve to feel safe when you're abroad and safety is a concern for everyone. And it is a very real concern for female solo travelers. Harassment can happen to anyone at any time, anywhere. So just keep that in mind when we move forward is safety is something that should be of concern at all times when you're traveling, uh, not just when you're solo, but it should be a more heightened concern. You should be a little more attentive when you're alone and pay attention to your surroundings a little more. You will get more comfortable with solo traveling the more you do it. I will tell you, when I took my first solo trip to Chicago, I remember parents like to do this. My parents were very concerned about my safety as a young female 
going to a city that at the time was known for being like highest murder rate per capita in the United States at the time. And I do remember I was, <laughs> I had gone to Chicago for a conference. And so it's a new city. I'm navigating it on my own for the first time. And I remember being like, okay, I just need to look cool and like what I know what I'm doing. And I remember when I was walking to the conference, I think another man was walking to work behind me and he just got a little too close to me. But I was so anxious about solo traveling. I literally sprinted like (laughs) in the middle of this. I literally started sprinting with my backpack, like two blocks ahead of him. Like it was absurd. And looking back, I think that's fine. Like it's fine to be nervous it's fine to do those things if that makes you feel a little more safe i there's no judgment on that it's your first time traveling you will get more comfortable i don't feel as nervous as i did that first time but yes just wanted to say you know it's totally natural to be scared and nervous about it uh when you start so anyways some more useful advice than sprinting away if you feel uncomfortable, is I recommend actually picking spots that you know are safe and you feel comfortable traveling to. Especially when you're going internationally, you should select countries that have a good track record for solo female travelers. Um, So when I started going internationally, the two top-ranked cities were Tokyo, Japan, and London, England for female solo travelers. And yeah, the first country I went to was Japan. So I went to Tokyo, Japan by myself. That was my first proper solo international trip. And I had a great time. It was very safe. I also really recommend Seoul, South Korea for anyone who's listening to this and is maybe considering taking an international trip alone. Um, Yeah, just really great cities known for being safe. That being said, there's still cities and all cities around the world have city problems. So you still need to stay vigilant and careful. Be smart about, you know, where you keep your money and how late you're out at night and what places you're going. But uh, yeah, those countries are known for being safe. So start somewhere where you are comfortable. The next thing that I like to do is I will share my location with my family and friends. So even though they're maybe across the sea from you, you can still share your location. I use Find My Friends and the Life360 app. Basically, my mom is the one that made me sign up for these things, but it does give your family a peace of mind and you some peace of mind to know that there are people who are aware of your location if anything happens and you need help. My next thing is, unfortunately, this is the world we live in, but I do carry mace with me when I'm traveling, it might make you feel a little more comfortable. And sometimes that's all you need is just knowing that you do have something that can help ease a lot of stress where like, if somebody were to approach you have a plan of if anything happens, you do have something to help you. That alone can help calm your nerves. Knock on wood, but I've had no issues. Um, It is just a safety precaution that I personally take. And then the third thing I want to say is 
register for the Smart Traveler Enrollment Program. This is for any Americans listening. This website is provided to you by the U.S. Department of State, which is our branch of government that handles international relations, foreign affairs. I always sign up for this. You can go on this website and I will link it below. How it works is you make an account and then you put in your email and personal information and where you're going travel-wise, which country you're going to be visiting and then which dates you'll be there. And what this does is that will set you up to receive alerts from the U.S. Embassy in that country. So that's really helpful because, for instance, let's say you're visiting France, um, you're staying in Paris, and maybe there's going to be some protests for labor rights or something. So the U.S. Embassy, as soon as they're aware of these political events that are happening in the country, they will immediately send you an alert. So when you're traveling, you can be aware of any events in the country that might make traveling unsafe. This is not just for solo travelers, but really anyone traveling should uh, consider signing up for this. Another thing that they do is they also give you information about if there's been an uptick in a certain type of crime. So let's say you're visiting a country and they've been having more pickpockets. They might send a quick email just letting you know like, hey, there have been more pickpockets lately. Another thing is that when you sign up for this, the U.S. Embassy is then also aware that you are visiting the country and you are in the country. They're not tracking your every location or anything, but it's just the American staff that is stationed in that country has you on record. So if something does happen, then uh, they can quickly contact your family. Some of the things that they do is, let's say like maybe you get arrested, the diplomat or foreign service officers in that country will probably visit you in jail um, and then help you get out of the situation. So they are there to help you and you should take advantage of that. So I will link all of that below. Concern number two is that you may get lonely while you are abroad. So again, loneliness is not something that is unique to travel itself, but it is a very real concern and a very real emotion. I have definitely experienced loneliness while I'm abroad. And if you are someone that already has a hard time being alone, then naturally solo travel is going to be a challenge for you. But the best way to handle feelings of loneliness is really to not ignore them, but feel them out. And it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be lonely. It doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. How I cope with it is I have spent a lot of time and work figuring out what I like to do just on my own and learning how to have fun by myself. That really is how you get through it, is you have to learn how to enjoy your own company. That's not just for travel too, that's in life. I really like that Dr. Seuss book quote where it was like, all alone, whether you like it or not, alone is something you'll be quite a lot. It's really true. And solo travel is actually an opportunity for you to kind of learn how to connect with yourself and get more comfortable with that. So how I approach it is that I will really hone in on what are the things that I like to do that bring me joy by myself. That could look like what food do you like to eat, right? What activities do you like to do? Do you like surfing? Do you like shopping? Do you like looking at old architecture and museums and making sure that you build your travel plan around that? So that way you're doing things that you naturally enjoy and you will still be having a good time even if there isn't someone there. So yeah, and the more you do that, again, like all of this, the more comfortable you will be with those experiences. It's really about connecting 
with yourself. And then also, actually, I do have another tip on this was a little story time. When I was living in South Africa, I actually experienced a lot of loneliness because it was just very challenging for me to do all the things that I like to do by myself just because safety was a concern. So until I could figure out like what I could and could not do in the country, I did spend a lot of time in my room by myself and I felt really, really lonely. That's the most loneliness I'd ever felt in my life and how I I got through that was actually through mindfulness. So I did do these like loneliness meditations. I like the app Headspace. I can link it below as well if anyone's interested. But that really helped me come to terms with loneliness as an emotion as a whole. And and that served me well too because again, loneliness is not something that you only experience during traveling. It's just a feeling that will come up that is of concern with people. So coping with loneliness when you travel is going to start from just coping with loneliness in general and feeling comfortable being alone. And then lastly, concern number three is getting sick. So this has also happened to me. Yay. Um, Getting sick is really scary when you're abroad. When you're solo traveling, it can be terrifying, very concerning, right? So my best advice for this is that you need to be prepared. I think in the medical world, there's a saying that is like, the best treatment is prevention. It is very true. The best way to handle getting sick is to avoid getting sick in the first place. Before I travel, I have a travel drive. It's like a travel hard drive, but it's not a hard drive. It's like my Google Drive. So I have a travel folder that I prepare before every trip. I'll maybe talk about more logistics of that in a podcast or a reel or something later on. But in my travel drive, I have a whole folder called medical. And inside of medical, I will have the scans of my prescriptions, the scans of my insurance cards in the USA, and then the scans and information on any supplemental health insurance that I have for when I'm traveling abroad. So again, travel insurance is something we can cover in another episode, whether or not I think you should get it. Um, the types of insurance that, you know, I've tried before and what I like about them and my advice around it. But yeah, you want to put all of that in a travel drive so that if something happens and you need that information, you know where it is. And you also want to make sure that that's available offline, which I will teach you about in a reel. Please subscribe to the YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. My advice will be on there. Um, And then uh, also I pack some medicine from home, something simple, Tylenol, any prescriptions you need, ibuprofen, um, just the basics, right? So cough drops too, if you need them, because, you know, when you start to feel sick, you really want to try to nip that in the bud sooner than later. You don't want to be like stressed about where to find it. If you don't bring those things, don't worry. I'm pretty sure every country has something uh, and they have their own pharmacy. So you can go get the help you need, but It can help ease your mind if you are prepared ahead of time. But yes, biggest thing is when you are abroad by yourself, you need to take care of yourself. You cannot forget about allergies you have. If you are allergic to peanuts, you need to be asking if things have peanuts in them, right? You need to not be just thinking like, it will be okay. You are by yourself and you need to take good care of yourself. This is not the time to forget about a shellfish allergy or to skip breakfast on a really long hike and not bring enough water uh, or not download your maps before you're going 
on a long trek away from society. So if you're sleepy, if you're tired while you're abroad, if you're feeling fatigued or unwell, go rest, go take the nap, you know, skip the tour for the day. Your health should come first. And when you prioritize taking care of yourself, the trip will be better. It is worth it to skip a couple of things on the itinerary so that the rest of your trip you can actually do and feel better. Don't force yourself to be going through things when you're not feeling well. I've gotten sick plenty of times abroad. And when I start to feel sick, I take my rest. I give it a day or two. And then if I feel like I'm not getting better, then I will go to the doctors. Also in the travel drive, I forgot to mention the most important thing is that before I leave on a trip, I also note the nearest hospitals or doctors that for Americans like take my insurance, um, but also just the closest to your hotel so that if something happens, you know where to go. You're not scrambling to figure out like, who do I go? What provider do I see? You've already like gone through looking that up online. And then lastly, for solo travelers, if you get sick abroad, you really are not alone when you're solo traveling. You don't really not know anyone, right? So if you're staying in a hotel or an Airbnb, there are people there, like working there or your host, that are aware you are there and they want to help you and can help you. So if anything happens, like medical emergencies or you get sick, do not be afraid to ask for help. And don't feel like you're bothering anyone or you need to like stay strong or you're being overdramatic. Your health is very important. It's very scary. And those are natural emotions to feel when you're alone in another country. So ask for help when you need it. But okay, that is all for this week. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode and would like me to cover another topic, please let me know. Leave a rating uh five stars please feel free to check out the other customs law social media channels there's the youtube tiktok instagram if you're listening on spotify firstly hello because you can see the video that goes with the podcast that i'm recording right now um, but you can actually also leave a message or answer my q a and then we can have a little bit of engagement which is fun if you don't have any social media and you can't contact me on any of that, feel free to email me as well or send a carrier pigeon if you have one. Anyways, all the links are below. And don't forget to follow the podcast as well and subscribe to the YouTube channel. It really helps give me encouragement and feel not so shy about talking to a mic in my bedroom by myself. So yeah, thank you for listening and I will see you guys next week. Bye!